Hello, cookbook friends. This is Katie, and I have my co-host Carrie with me. Today, we will be talking about Middle Eastern cookbooks. I love Middle Eastern food. This includes countries like Syria, Turkey, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and more. It's a big place. There's also one Pakistani cookbook included that we're dying to try. What is your favorite Middle Eastern dish, Katie? I... So I really love rice and meat dishes all around, like everywhere around the world. But I do like authentic kebabs and I really love hummus. So those are kind of my weak points. How about you? Well, I love satsiki. And I absolutely love for breakfast shakshuka, but it's too spicy for me. So I need to use cookbooks to learn how to make it less spicy for my wimpy self. (laughs) I actually made that last weekend because I was very curious about it because of looking through one of the cookbooks and it is so good. And it never occurred to me to throw a bunch of tomato, spicy tomatoes at breakfast time. Like I'm not sitting there eating spicy spaghetti sauce at breakfast. I mean, I love pasta, but it never occurred. Oh, let's have some tomatoes and an egg. Yeah, no, it didn't for me either. So I'm kind of glad I I dove into that. (laughs) So what cookbook are you going to kick us off with today? Well, I just got back from checking the pronunciation of this restaurant. It's Bavel, Modern Recipes Inspired by the Middle East. It is by Ori Menashe, Genevieve Gurgis, and Leslie Souter. And it comes out May 25th. And I keep seeing this all over cookbooks-to-gram, all the cookbook review blogs. Everyone's freaking out in a good way. Super excited about this wildly popular Los Angeles restaurant cookbook. Uh, Besides the 85 recipes that celebrate the diversity of Middle Eastern cuisines, there are personal stories about the chefs and the people that work there. Full-color images by an awesome photographer, Nicole Franzen. And basically... Every celebrity has visited this restaurant, raved about it. David Beckham, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Anthony Bourdain, Angela Bassett. I'm not name dropping because I don't know these people. Therefore, I'm not being a jerk. (laughs) I know. Yay. I'm very excited to check this out. I have it on hold at the library, but so do 85 other people in Seattle. So it's going to be a while. So I probably have to break down and just get it. And I wanted to note a piece of trivia. Bavel, the name of the restaurant, is the Hebrew name for what we would call Babel. It's a metaphor for the myriad cultures that come together and also divide us. And the food tells the many stories of the countries that are defined as, quote unquote, the Middle East. So, for example, some of the recipes are turmeric chicken with tum, and I actually learned how to make tum in an Iranian cooking class that I took back when we could go to cooking classes in person. A date walnut tart. I love making tarts. And tomato with smoked harissa, etc. And one of the things I love about Middle Eastern cookbooks is even if the cookbook itself is not vegetarian, I can. there's lots and lots of options that don't involve meat, and I can adapt the recipes to take out the meat or not put it in to begin with for myself since I'm vegetarian. Yay! Yum. What is the cookbook that you'd like to feature next? Mine is also from a leading restaurant. It's called Authentic Egyptian Cooking from the Table of Abu El Cid. 
so this is one of the Cairo's Egypt leading restaurants. Uh, they have had a couple uh, versions of this cookbook already come out, but this is their latest one. It comes out March 2nd, or it's it's actually already out on paperback. Um, there are over 50 recipes in here, and this is dedicated to Egyptian cooking. So since, you know, Middle Eastern books usually span multiple places, especially like, you know, Turkey and, you know, uh, Syria and stuff. Uh, this is more dedicated to Egypt and all their fare that they might uh, eat. So uh, an example of that would be like a kind of a special lentil dish. They've got aubergine with garlic. Mm. Tahina. I've never heard of tahina before. Is that same like would that be the same as like maybe a tahini i sounds like it sounds like it yeah um so this cookbook is really beautiful if you on amazon you can actually just look through it and um the dishes are really vibrant like there's lots of bright reds and greens and just varying you know varying dishes even noodle dishes it looks like so which i would have never thought oh, you know yeah. I was always thinking it was always rice and meat usually or lentils or something. And those are all great, but pasta too, man. Um, So this is a really cool cookbook. I, I am actually really curious about Egyptian cooking and middle Eastern cooking because, you know, it's not something that a lot of us kind of dive into. Like we probably eat it without really realizing that it's technically middle Eastern. Um, So I'd like to, dig into more like Egyptian fare and I love spicy food. So it's really my alley. (laughs) Isn't that lovely for you? I'm sorry. I'm going to gently argue with you though and say, I seek out Middle Eastern food and I seek out Egyptian food. And it's hard to find here in Seattle restaurant wise, even before the pandemic. So I have to make it at home. (sighs) Yeah, I would. Well, you know, maybe when all of this is over, we'll have to go seek an Egyptian restaurant together because I would love to do that. That would be amazing. Yes. Anyway, so if you want to make Egyptian uh, food at home, uh, this cookbook is called, again, Egyptian Authentic Egyptian Cooking from the Table of Abu al-Seed by Nahal Laheta. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. So what's next on your list, Carrie? The Arabesque Table, Contemporary Recipes from the Arab World by Reem Cassis. And it's coming out April 7, a few days after my birthday. Hint! (coughs) It is the first book to cover the evolution of the new Arab home kitchen. And by that, I think they mean the first book in English to cover the evolution of the new Arab home kitchen. Mm -hmm. The One of the things I am so excited about is every recipe has a full page color photo of what it's supposed to look like when you're done. I really need that. Love mm-hmm. it. I'm looking at a picture of a muhala bia and hibiscus rose tart that is incredibly colorful and you can see pistachios decorating the top. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably going to have to get this one. And of course there's recipes for unleavened flatbread because almost every culture in the world has its own bread and flatbread. Ah, I'm looking at Mustard greens and labney. I love labney. I've never tried to make it at home because when I tried to make tzatziki, it turned into a soupable or soupy yet edible mess. So labney is thicker and I'm terrified, but maybe I'll get brave. Oh, uh, interesting. 
The recipes are organized into dairy and eggs, eggplants and tomatoes, so the nightshades, pomegranates and lemons, roots and shoots and leaves, coriander and cumin and cardamom, za'atar and sumac, grains and pulses, nuts and seeds, tahini, fruits and floral waters. And again, super colorful. You'll have to jump on your Amazon or Barnes and Noble and take a look at the beautiful photos inside. Some of the dishes include old ancient dishes from the golden age of Islam, like narcissia, a fava bean and egg hash, and makmura, which is a layered chicken, onion, and pine nut pot pie, which I would make with my fake chicken, personally, my gluten-free chicken, or gluten chicken, not gluten-free. <laughs> I was like, what? Excuse That's me. Thing? No, sorry. I'm so excited. Chicken made out of gluten is what I meant to say. They also have something I'm not sure I would care to try called tahini cheesecake. Huh. Uh, caramelized butternut squash fate with zatar. And love it, love it. That is the Arabesque Table Contemporary Recipes from the Arab World by Reem Cassis coming out April 7. What's next from you, Katie? It is uh, Ripe Figs. Recipes and Stories from Turkey, Greece, and Cyprus by Yasmin Khan coming out May 4th. Um, this looks really pretty. Uh, figs look great, and they're just really pretty in general. But um, I this is a, a, a well, want, what's the word I'm looking for? People really want this book. I've seen this on people's list for many months now. It's already uh, viewed as the number one new release in Turkish cooking for food and wine, uh, on Amazon at least. Um, they have 82 recipes that, for, that were all basically tested in Yasmin's kitchen using techniques that are more modern and accept accessible for all of us who are, you know, we're all lazy, honestly. Um, so, all of I resemble that statement. I hey, I'm lazy too. I have all kinds of crazy kitchen gadgets to make my life crazy easy. But um, so the these recipes are basically more modernized, so that we're not you you know using like a mortar more mortar and pestle. Some people love using that. I do too sometimes, but not every day weekdays. There are twelve delicious looking desserts in here. Um, I love the descriptions for each dish, dish because they kind of talk about where everything is originated and why they use specific ingredients. And it kind of gives you a, a historical reference for each dish. And I guess you feel, I don't know, I feel closer to uh, recipes in that regard. Like when I know, oh, this is like a really old recipe that, you know, our ancestors might've eaten, you know, I think it's really cool with that. And a lot of, there's a lot of personal stories too. Um, she's also the acclaimed author of Zaytun. If some people recognize that, uh, that for me, I haven't read it before, but, oh. um, People were so excited about that. I think last year it was everywhere. Every blog that talked yeah. about cookbooks was like, "Woo!" I did. Yeah, I definitely heard about it. So, um, it this this is definitely something that people should put on their radar as far as cookbooks. And all these recipes look really delicious. They're mouth watering. They're and they're healthy. Like a lot of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean recipes are like really healthy for you. So 
definitely check it this out. It is Ripe Figs, Recipes and Stories from Turkey, Greece, and Cyprus by Yasmin Khan. What's the next cookbook I wanted to feature is Eat Habibi Eat, Fresh Recipes for Modern Egyptian Cooking. It's by Shahir Masood, who is the former host of Canada's broadcast TV, The Goods, Man of the Kitchen, and Around the World in 10 Meals. It has 100 recipes. The author shares their Egyptian heritage recipes and stories that are closest to him and his family. And it's supposed to be a fresh, fun take on Middle Eastern cooking. In Arabic, Habibi translates to my darling, reserved oh. for the closest friends and family. Oh, that is sweet. That's cute. It's been too long since someone called me darling. I'm going <laughs> to remind my boyfriend that that word exists. Yes. Interestingly, this chef combines his family heritage meals, Egyptian, with his French and Italian chef training. And hmm. he teaches you how to build the ultimate Egyptian pantry, which is very helpful to me because I know I have, I'm sh pretty sure they probably use things like preserved lemons, which I have in my pantry. But what else am I supposed to have? Uh, the thing most tempting me to try out of his cookbook, predictably, since you guys know how much I love French fries, there's a, a dish called chickpea fries with harissa mayo. What? That sounds really good. That does. And for those of you that like beef ribs, I bet you've never had it with coffee and coriander with pomegranate barbecue sauce. That's up my alley for sure. It oh. sounds really good. Yeah. So that's Eat Habibi Eat Fresh Recipes for Modern Egyptian Cooking by Shahir Masood, and it comes out May 4th, 2021. What's next on your list? Uh, it's Sumac, Recipes and Stories from Syria. It comes out April 8th, so very soon. Uh, it is by Anas Atassi, and there are two photographers for this cookbook, and you can actually tell because it is an absolutely stunning uh this is like art to me, this cookbook, because the, the photos in this are just so bright and beautiful and just they're magnificent. So the photographers are Rania Kataf and Jeroen Van Speck. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give those names just so that they can get the you know credit that they deserve. Uh, this cookbook has over 80 recipes and they're all... Uh, inspired by the author's family's recipes and his travels, but they're mostly, I mean, they are mostly from Syria. So again, a, a more specialized cookbook. Um, I've never had Syrian cuisine before. Uh, even Fatouche, I believe, is Syrian, and I've never had that. I know a lot of people have. Um, so I'm really looking forward to kind of trying something a little different at, and adding to my repertoire of, of recipes. Um, and also, as most of us probably know, this is not a place that's really easy to visit right now. No, sadly, it's not. Right. So, but if you are curious about their food and their culture, even this cookbook has a lot of really authentic, beautiful recipes, along with stories that kind of share the the, you know, how, what life is like over there, you know, obviously, hopefully not right now. Um, but these recipes are, again, fairly approachable. And we we have a lot of these ingredients here. So it's definitely something to take a look at. I'm kind of flipping through and looking at some of these recipes, like they have this, uh, it's called shish 
tawuk or chicken shish kebabs. They look really good. You just put them with flatbread and some onions, and it looks like coriander. It just looks really beautiful have, and super Have you ever, sorry for interrupting, have you no. ever had shish tawuk from Mediterranean Kitchen, which is up the street from me? No, because they always have their shawarma. Oh, well, <laughs> it's hard to, once you have a favorite, it's hard to break off. I am learning that that place has so many amazing, like somebody told, uh, I have to remember what it is, but somebody was mentioning like a, like a, a market salad or, or a, some, something from there too. And I was like, no, I've never, I feel like I need to expand my, my selection at Mediterranean kitchen specifically. <laughs> so for those of you listening to us from the Seattle area, we're talking about the Mediterranean kitchen restaurants that are on the East side. There's one in Bellevue and one in Kirkland. Yeah, they are very good. Highly recommend. Uh, and apparently I need their kebabs. They, uh, there are some dessert recipes in here that look really cool. Uh, like a f this, uh, it's a forgotten date cake. And so it's got pitted dates and milk and oh, sugar. So much delicious stuff in here. Caramel what sauce. Did, what do they mean by forgotten? Did someone, if they forgot it, how do they write down the recipe for it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad they remembered it. <laughs> it looks so good. Anyway, definitely look this up. It is Sumac Recipes and Stories from Syria by Anas Atassi. I believe we you only have one more cookbook on your list. I do, and I'm going to be brief because we're trying to make this a mini-sode, so I'm going to not try to not be so chatty. It's Milk Street, Tuesday Night's Mediterranean, 125 Simple Weeknight Recipes from the World's Healthiest Cuisine by Christopher Kimball. This is exactly up my alley. I love making Mediterranean food. I love cooking quickly on the weeknights because I have a crazy busy workday, as my co-host knows. Mm. And... The Milk Street cookbooks are super popular. I, I don't even have to tell you about them. Uh, every Tuesday night recipe delivers big flavor and under 45 minutes to make it. So some of the dishes could be green shakshuka, which I've only had red shakshuka. So I'm wondering, do I use tomatillos or what's going on? You could make spicy Egyptian eggplant with chickpeas and herbs, bulgur salad with summer vegetables and pomegranate molasses, Greek spanakorizo with shrimp, and Spanish ribeye with green olives and white wine in under 45 minutes? I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. So that is Milk Street Tuesday Night's Mediterranean by Christopher Kimball coming out on April 6th. Katie's going to read our final recommendation. Yes, uh, and that is Summers Under the Tamarind Tree Recipes and Memories from Pakistan. I wanted to add this even though Pakistan is not from the Middle East. It's South Asia. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, so this cookbook is, is really awesome. It's, um, it won the best first book for the Gourmand World Cookbook Awards in 2016. Oh man, wait, it came out in 2016, the, but the Flexi Bound is, came <laughs> out in March 16th today. Well, well, good to know. And Flexi Bounds are good for cooking in the kitchen because you can uh, wipe them off and turn the pages more easily. Exactly. Anyway, so uh, this is obviously a very good cookbook. It um, It's really approachable with cook time, serving size, and the ingredients as well. Um, 
It has more than 100 recipes that celebrate Pakistani heritage and food. And it's just a really cool cookbook with a lot of amazing photos that display just kind of the really cool things about Pakistan that we don't really get to see or hear about. Well, I didn't even know it wasn't part of the Middle East. So I have to go back and do some more reading and research, duh. Okay, so that is Summers Under the Tamarind Tree, Recipes and Memories from Pakistan by Sumaya Usmani. All right, and that is the end of our list for our eight favorite Middle Eastern books coming out this spring. Make sure to stay tuned for full episodes on Fridays and mini-sodes on Tuesdays. Follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Cookbook Divas. And follow our blog at cookbookdivas.com. We'd and love YouTube. to hear from you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't forget our YouTube. And <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> All the things. Thank you. Bye.